The statement that Jesus says this morning, do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have come not to abolish, but to fulfill, confused me for many years. It's like, I know that he didn't come to abolish the law. He's Jesus. He's God. So he's going to follow the law. But what does he mean to fulfill it? As I said, he is, he's God. He's, of course, he's going to fulfill the law. And what does that, that mean? And I'm actually going to use uh, kind of the story when I finally said yes to God as a priesthood of how that's fulfilled in my own life, but how that relates to the commandments. It ultimately comes down, it was about 14 years ago that I finally said yes to God's call to the priesthood. And it came down actually to the last verse of this gospel, that your yes mean yes and your no mean no. I'd already been in the seminary for three years by, the t- by 14 years ago, and I was actually finishing my third year, and I was actually planning to discern out of the seminary. I thought I was called to, the, to married life, uh, but my spiritual director asked or encouraged me to do a, at once school finished, before I make my final decision, encouraged me to do a retreat. And so I, I did. I did a five-day silent retreat. And ultimately, throughout that retreat, God revealed to me that he was indeed calling me to the priesthood. But yet, it was my choice. And it came down to this. On the last day of the retreat, my spiritual director had me reflect on this, this verse. Let your yes be yes and your no be no. And as I read that, it just was concrete to me. It was just certain that God was calling me to the priesthood and that it was my choice. God basically is telling me, James, I'm calling you to the priesthood. I know you have a desire for marriage. You're always going to have a desire for marriage. That's natural. That's good. That's holy. But I am calling you to the priesthood, but it's time to get off the fence and make a decision. And so I read that verse and said, yes, how can I say no to God? And I was journaling at the time, and I wrote a big yes in my, in my journal. But one of the other things that he revealed to me during that retreat, or basically my fear was, Lord, there's no way I can be, live priesthood. I can't do it. And God simply said, you're right. You can't do it. On your own, you can't do it. You can't be a good priest on your own, but I'm going to provide you the grace you need uh, to follow that call of the priesthood to be a good priest. And so that's ultimately how God fulfills his promise with grace. And so this natural inclination that I had towards marriage, it's a good one, it's a holy one. Uh, he wanted to offer me this grace. He is offering me the grace of celibacy and priesthood. And so he has taken this natural inclination, but actually asking for more, asking for more that I could only do with his grace. And so it go, is the same with the commandments. On the natural level, we'll just take one of them, you shall not kill, and whoever kills will be liable to judgment. On a natural level, we all know that. Yeah, we know we're not supposed to kill, and for the most part, I think we don't know if anybody's actually physically killed anybody, but we can obey that commandment. 
It's common sense. It's like, yeah, I know that. But Jesus takes it a step further and says, whoever is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment. He tells you to be reconciled with your brother. Now that's not natural. Because our own inclination, if, if somebody wrongs us and we're angry with them, we typically want to seek revenge. We want to get back at them. We might even fight them, gossip about them, whatever it may be. That's natural, the natural inclination of man. But God elevates that with his grace. He says, no, if you're angry with someone, go seek out their reconciliation. Ask for forgiveness or seek forgiveness. Make peace with that person. And so it's by his grace that we're able, able to do that. And so that's how he fulfills the law. He takes it, first he takes it to the next level. He takes what's natural and takes it to the next level, ultimately supernatural. So much as I said, like it's natural for me to have a desire for priesthood, he takes it to the next level, asking me to give that up so to follow his uh, way of the priesthood, to be celibate. Just as a side note, I agree with the church's teaching on celibacy, so I'm not asking them to change that. But just I use that illustration to show that he takes what is natural, he applies his grace, and takes it to the next level to make it supernatural. And so it is with the commandments. You know, you shall not kill. The natural level, yeah, okay, I know we're not supposed to kill. But you don't want me to be angry with my brother or sister, whoever it may be. You don't want me to fight back. That's not natural. Or that's the natural idea. But the supernatural is that Jesus calls us to be reconciled with that person. And so we can only do that with his grace. And so ultimately that's, as I said, how God fulfills the law. He takes it to the next level but promise as each one of us to offer his grace so that we can live the commandments to the full, not just what's written in the law, but really the commandments of law, of the Lord, of love of God, and love of neighbor. And so we can apply this, let your yes be yes, uh, and your no mean no. We can apply that ultimately to God's grace. And may we say yes to God's grace to live the law of love, love of God, and love of neighbor, allowing him to take what's natural and elevate it to the supernatural and share a part of his divine life.